Coming at you from the Lone Star State, a pop culture podcast about movies, TV, toys, and other dorky things with a twist of real life dad stuff too. So here he is, Lucky the Dork Dad. This is the Dork Dad Podcast. What up, dorks? What's going on? This is Lucky coming at you with another episode of the Dork Dad Podcast, episode number 14. And speaking of 14, remember the 14th of this month is Valentine's Day. So be sure to get something or do something nice for your significant other, your wife, your girlfriend, your vieja, um, what have you, uh, your partner. Make sure you do something nice for them on the 14th for Valentine's Day. Let's see. We have a lot, a lot of news lined up for this episode. Um, We got some Walking Dead stuff to talk about. We got um, some little bit of dad stuff. uh, Not too much going on there. And we'll get into some listener feedback. So let's get to it. Dork News. All right, let's start off with the Simpsons. Simpsons are renewed for another two years, which will make 32 seasons. 32 seasons, that's crazy. You know, it's hard to believe that 30 years ago, this The Simpsons just started off as a, a small short on the, the Tracy Ullman show. And and look where they are now. I mean, 30, 30, it's going to be 32 seasons, which is crazy crazy i mean what's even more crazy is i don't even really know who really watches that show anymore i know i don't i mean are they extending it just because um it's a popular show or because it's pretty much uh, a staple of, of fox television and the fact it's pretty much a cultural pop cultural phenomenon i mean you've had everybody on that show from michael jackson uh portrayal of Michael Jackson all the way to our our current president Donald Trump you know you know it's predicted the future I mean when you think of America you think of the Simpsons I mean everybody young and old knows this family you know Homer Marge Lisa Maggie and of course Bart Simpson I think it's one of those shows that's been with us so long it's just really hard to say goodbye and I think I think that's what they're doing, but, but nevertheless, like I said, two more seasons, 32 years, crazy, crazy. Okay, let's see, zombie fans, it is said Brad Pitt was set to start production on the World War Z sequel, but that shit has been shut down. Supposedly, there is some concern on the budget, the, the, and supposedly the first movie also had issues with the budget and in the third act had to be rewritten because of it. So yeah, who knows uh, what the original ending was for that movie. But in my opinion, you got to spend money to make money, right? Now, there's no clear resolution right now. Uh, so this movie might start back up or it might not ever happen. Which is pretty sad, because uh, the first one was was a pretty decent movie, and for all those zombie fans out there, um, yeah, tough shit. All right, sticking with zombies, The Walking Dead came back from its season nine mid season uh, hiatus, and I have to say, without giving too much spoilers, it was a pretty solid episode. 
I mean, we picked up where we left off with the, with Jesus being killed. They did a good job of uh, moving the moving the story forward with uh, Lydia, which who, if you guys aren't familiar with the comics, you'll find out who that character is and who is gonna be. Um, you got Negan out there uh, realizing what he had before is gone. You know, he seems a little lost. He doesn't quite know what to do now. Um, the interaction between Negan and Judith was freaking awesome. Um, I really like that Judith character. Uh, let's see. I like that it, I like that it's getting creepy again. I mean, for those who haven't seen the episode yet, the final scene in that episode is, is just super, super creepy. And then right at the end, you know, they bring a, the one that pulls out the shotgun, that's, that's the Whisper's leader. Her name is Alpha. Um, again, I don't want to spoil it too much, but, uh, definitely a, a solid, solid episode. So also from The Walking Dead, it has been, uh, mentioned recently that, uh, Guerrero, the one, uh, actress that plays Michonne in the show, they are saying supposedly next season, season 10, is going to be her last season on the show. So that sucks. Um, I mean, we're losing everybody. We lost Carl. We lost Rick. And now we only have one more season with Michonne. Um, but they are saying that's not the end of Michonne. It was also mentioned that she will appear in... Uh, in the AMC uh, movies that they have planned for The Walking Dead, so that's that's something I guess. But um, supposedly Rick is supposed to be in these movies also. So with everything that's going on in the show right now, I don't see them in a movie together unless they're gonna show some backstory. Um, because with two different timelines, I just don't see it happening. So that's that. You know, and as as I mentioned, uh, Carl was killed off in the show already, and I know there was some big drama about whether or not he asked to leave, and um, you know this guy's dad was upset with everybody and telling everybody off, and I guess some news came out recently about, or the father came out and and said some stuff. About he just he just felt he needed to clear the air and he just really felt that it was unfair what they did to, did to him. Now he went on to say he just uh, signed uh, a new contract and that uh, Chandler Riggs, uh, the actor that plays Carl, bought a new house there in Georgia, um, close to the school, uh, University of Georgia. He was going to start going there. And then all of a sudden they get hit with this, with this whammy that he's going to be killed off. I mean, really, I don't see how you can be upset. Okay, it sucks to you. You, you know, you bought this house and you did all this stuff um, to be closer to your, to your job. But that show business, I mean, especially with that show, you, you never know. Um, you can be gone at the, at the drop of a hat. But just to go along with that. Um, another theory that's being thrown out there is that it has been known, or I guess in, 
in the Walking Dead inner circle that um, Andrew Lincoln wanted to leave the show. And supposedly, or what people are saying is, them killing off Carl was just collateral damage uh, for Rick leaving. I mean, they knew Rick wanted to leave, and I guess they figured out when they were going to do that. And decided if there's no Rick, we don't need a Carl. So let's just kill him off now and we'll figure out the rest as we go. So take that as you will. All right, let's see. We got a little bit of Star Wars news or rumors, whatever you want to say. So we know it's been confirmed Billy D. Williams is going to be in episode nine, uh, reprising his role as Lando Calrissian. But a recent rumor is that he is not going to have a large role in this movie, which whatever. But what's funny is it does also say that he will be wearing his yellow shirt similar to the one that Donald Glover wore in Solo. So what do you think of that? Is that a jab at all the people that didn't like Solo? Um, Put him in that shirt and say, this is... Orlando that was Orlando anyways um, another crazy thing uh, there's also been reports at some point in the film you're gonna have a C-3PO wearing Chewbacca's bandolier uh, with his bowcaster and he's holding Ray's staff I mean now what can that be about right that's just who knows oh I forgot to mention Um, Speaking of Lando, there's also been reports, uh, or it's already been known, that there's an actress, Naomi Aki, um, is in the movie, um, but we're not really sure what role she was playing, but um, these rumors are saying that she will be playing uh, Veranda Calrissian, Lando's daughter. So, is that why he's not going to have as big of a role He's, maybe he'll be a, a mentor type and she will be portraying the Calrissians in the movie. I don't know. All right, moving on. Let's see. Is there any Jay and Silent Bob fans out there? And second question. Have you ever wanted to be in a movie with Jay and Silent Bob? Well, now you have a chance to be. Uh, Kevin Smith has put out, blasted out on social media that he is looking for extras for his new movie, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Now they're planning on a scene that's going to be held at a Comic Con and what they're looking for are a whole bunch of cosplayers portraying Jay and Silent Bob's uh, characters or Blunt Man and Chronic. They want the weirder, the better. They want the most bizarre. Um, doesn't matter what age, um, what race, what sex, what what gender. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. They want it all. They want to see it all, and they want everybody to be in their movie, which, in my opinion, is pretty pretty awesome. So, if you are going to be in the New Orleans area. Uh, At the end of the month, all the way through the end of March, they are going to be 
filming this particular scene. Well, they're going to be filming down there, but the scene where they need all these extras is going to be down there in New Orleans. And if that sounds like something you're interested in, just um, follow Kevin Smith on any social media. And he has put up a post about it, all the details on who to contact and all the details about about what to do to get in his movie. Let's see, sticking with Kevin Smith, it was also just announced. Um, I know he's been holding it back for a while. He's been wanting to say something, but I think he's finally let the cat out of the bag. Kevin Smith is teaming up with Hulu, and he will be directing a animated series of Howard the Motherfucking Duck. So I am a big fan of Kevin Smith, and I really, really hope he does this show good. It's got the potential of being great. We know Howard the Duck is a foul mouth character, and it just it has it, the potential is there for it to be great. So. Come on, Kevin Smith, I'm rooting for you. Okay, so moving on from the Fat Man, or what used to be a Fat Man, on to the Batman. So the last episode, I I mentioned a few names that were uh, rumored or in the talks of playing the Bat in the new movie. But here recently, people are throwing around the name Jack Black as wanting to play the Penguin. So is it true? I'm not sure. Um, it seems that people are, are referring back to an interview he was doing when he was promoting the house with the clock in the walls, which is a pretty decent movie. Um, back in that interview, uh, he was asked about the role uh, of the penguin. And he said, is there talk of me as a penguin? No. His, his eyes lit up and and said, um, yeah, that would be that would be a role. It would be fun. Then he also went on and said, you know, he just hates to put himself out there and say that, that he is interested in it. And if he doesn't get that part, it looks like, oh, Jack tried to get that thing. But what he's saying is that he didn't try anything. He's just saying that it would be a, a fun role to do. So everything with this movie since the departure of uh, Batfleck has been really, really shady. Um, not too much out there about the details. So we're hearing Jack Black as a penguin, but there's also rumors out there that, uh, again, this is going to be more of a, a darker movie, more of a detective noir type of feel to it. And Batman is... Probably not going to have one villain, but he's going to have a rogue gallery of villains. So I see Penguin plus others in this movie as well. Or at least that's my prediction. Okay, moving on. Liam Neeson. Have you guys heard all the drama about what this guy has said on Good Morning America? So he's out promoting his new movie, Cold Pursuit. Which is pretty much taken in the snow, right? It's supposed to be a story about his son gets killed and then he goes out to seek revenge on his son's killers. So he was on Good Morning America talking about the movie and says it's crazy 
how this primal rage can take over someone when someone who you know and love gets hurt or killed. You know, you just want to go and put a hurting on someone or something. You know, I think everybody can relate to this, right? An eye for an eye. It's not a new concept. You know, it's really easy for us. You know, we can judge others about retaliation. You know, isn't the right thing to do. But you just don't know unless it happens to you. So, like I said, he's on Good Morning America. And he goes on to say that uh, a close friend of his was raped one time. And when he questioned his friend, you know, who it was, you know, can you describe them? All that she could say is that it was a black man. So he, he goes on to say that, you know, he really got into his character because of what he went through. You know, he said when that happened, he was so mad that he went out looking for the guy. He said, I'm ashamed to say that he went out for about a week or so hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something so that I could kill him. You know, he probably realized what he just said was going to sound bad. And right after that, he said, but I'm not a racist, which probably made the whole thing worse. You know, to be more PC, he probably could have not mentioned it was a black dude. But, you know, he was just being honest. He was telling his story about his friend as it was, you know. So now he's getting all kinds of pushback on his comments. And there's some people out there that are petitioning to have him digitally removed from the new Men in Black movie. Okay, come on, people. You know, we're getting too goddamn sensitive about this kind of shit. All the guy was trying to say is that he knows what it's like to have that feeling. He also said he would have felt the same way if it was someone else. No, it just so happened to be the way his friend described it. It was a black guy. Again, it's one of those things that people overreact to. And other actors are, are starting to back him up. You got... Terry Crews um, out there defending Neeson. He tweeted himself. He said, uh, Terry Crews says, I believe that every person is capable of the greatest good or unspeakable evil. Liam is just describing his fork in the road. You know, that that's truth right there. You know, anyone is capable of anything, but it's how we choose to act. On our primal instincts. That's what makes us human. Right. Um, who else? Michelle Rodriguez. You know from Fast and the Furious. And one of his co-stars from uh, Widows. Backed him up also. She said. This is all bullshit. You know. Liam Neeson is not a racist. You know. Rodriguez said. She said. Dude. Have you watched Widows? His tongue was so far down by all the Davis's throat. You can't call him a racist ever, <laughs> you know, and and really all this supposedly happened almost 40 years ago, right? But what happened? Nothing happened. 
He was just telling his story. Now he's getting bashed for sharing a part of his life with the world. You know, he was just explaining how he got into this role, how how he got inspired for this role. So yeah, it's it's bullshit. You know, just because people are in the limelight, that's that's supposed to dehumanize them. I mean, think about it. If any of you or anybody made it big, you know, all of a sudden you were a celebrity. Really think back at all the shit you've done up to this point in your life, right? No one is clean. No one. That's what gets me pissed off about all these people trying to dig up old stuff. In this case, it wasn't even someone digging up old stuff. He was just telling a story about what happened to him almost 40 years ago and he's getting shit for it. All I'm saying is everyone, everyone has done something that would be considered questionable or inappropriate nowadays. Now, no one out there is safe. No one. Let's see. Lastly in the news, um, Big Mouth on Netflix. If you don't watch that show, you got to watch it. Uh, not for the kids, but it's it's a good show. They just dropped their Valentine's special. And let me tell you, it's... It, it's, it's fucking special. It's it's a piece of work. Um, again, that's that's a great show. It's that's that's one of my favorites on Netflix right now. Okay, so that's gonna do it for the news for this one. Let's move on to some dad stuff. Dad stuff. All right. So not a whole lot of dad stuff going on uh, this past week. So my my youngest my my youngest son, he ended up with the flu, which sucks. So he missed a few days of school, and what's messed up is that uh, he had a flu shot this year. Which, whatever. In my opinion, I don't think those flu shots work. Um, me personally, I don't get them, and I'm fine. Knock on wood. But um, last year, um, so we we do it at the end their annual checkup with uh, with the kids doctors. And last year, um, I took the kids. Uh, my wife had to work, and I didn't get them their flu shot last year. And last year we were good. This year they get a flu shot, and my youngest gets the flu. So. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are those, but I don't think flu shots work. So yeah, he was sick, so he wasn't able to to do the baseball tryouts, which doesn't matter. This time the weather really was bad; it was raining, and they canceled the tryouts again. But we did get an email from his coach from last year and said, "You know what? Don't even worry about the tryouts. I already have him on the team." So. So we don't have to worry about that. That's good. All right, let's see. My daughter, I told you she's been doing soccer. She's in her doing her dance. And now she drops on us that she wants to try out for cheerleading next year. So now in preparation for that, she's doing this cheerleading class. Or they show you how to do cheerleading stuff, I guess. I swear we spend 
more money on this girl than my other kids combined. But again, I guess she's the only girl, so there it is. And my oldest, he's getting himself ready to get his learner's permit, so that's going to be fun. Now, I mentioned in the last episode about, uh, you know, me collecting uh, toys and what have you, things that remind me of my childhood, and one thing I have noticed with my kids, at least what I've noticed so far, I don't think I've passed down that collecting gene, and I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, as as I also mentioned, uh, you know, my wife showing us that show Tidying Up on Netflix, you know, we're going through all... We went through all of our stuff, and now we're starting to go through all the kids' stuff. And, man, they're, they're just, they're easy letting stuff go. Like, do you want this? Nope. Do you want this? Nope. They have no attachment whatsoever. It's funny. I think me and my wife are more attached to their stuff than they are. Um, you know, we're telling them, you want to get rid of this? And they're like, yeah. And we're like, really? You want to get rid of this? And it's just funny. You know, maybe they'll look back uh, when they're older and say, man, maybe I should have hung on to that, that stuff. Or maybe then they'll want to, you know, reminisce the old times and, and try to get the stuff they used to have back. But who knows? I just know, like I said, right now it doesn't seem like I passed on that collecting gene. My wife doesn't, but, you know, I obviously am. And I think I got it from my dad. Um, I don't really talk about my dad, who I haven't on the show. You know, like I mentioned in the last show, he's in California. But he is a crazy, crazy collector. I mean, just kind of out there. I mean, not out there, but he's got a lot, a lot of stuff. I mean... He's really into, you know, old radios, jukeboxes, um, cars, advertising signs. I mean, his house looks like a freaking museum. I mean, he's got some nice old cars. Um, he's got an old caddy, I believe. And he also has, uh, I want to say it's a 63 uh, convertible Impala. Psh, all red. It's freaking, it's freaking nice. And like I said, you know, I used to see my dad in the summer times, but I wouldn't really say that me and my dad are really close. Um, I talk more to my sisters and my stepmother um, than I do my dad. But like I said, he's not a real emotional guy. And I mentioned before, you know, his way of showing that he cared, he'd, he'd, he would buy me stuff when I was little. And I always remember when I was little, he used to tell me, uh, you know, son, you know, when you get older, when you get old enough, I'm going to give you my truck. Now, he used to have a freaking badass 57 Chevy uh, pickup. I mean, this thing was awesome. I mean, I heard stories about this truck uh, from my mom, you know, when I was little. And that truck was a big part of, of why they used to fight and eventually them splitting up. I mean, she used to tell me that he used to 
take parts of this truck and and get it modified or get it chromed um spending money on that instead of <laughs> spending money on diapers or stuff for for me and her so he used to tell me you know you know when you get older this truck is yours this infamous truck um this badass truck is gonna be yours when you're old enough so you know growing up i was like that's something i'm gonna look forward to like when i get old enough man i'm gonna have a badass truck but you know things happen and people go through hard times and he had come to the point where he had to sell this truck which i was so bummed out about and i think still to this day he uh you know he remembers him him telling me that about the truck about it's gonna be mine but whatever you know i understand and maybe i'll get that impala off him one day you never know all right that's gonna do it for dad's stuff let's uh let's move on to uh some dork stuff dork stuff so i mentioned in the last episode that me and the wifey had seen uh mike epps at the comedy club we've seen uh cristela at the comedy club you know and also went to her netflix taping i love i love going to comedy clubs you know whenever me and the wifey get a chance to get out that's one thing we like to do or i like to do We've also seen Carlos Mancia before he got bashed for supposedly stealing jokes. Um, I still like to see him. He's still funny to me. We've seen Pablo Francisco. Um, he's the guy that does, uh, or he's known for doing um, the movie guy voice, right? That dude, that dude's a crazy guy. Uh, we've seen Angela Johnson. Uh, she's known for her. Uh, the nail salon routine. Uh, we've seen we've seen George Lopez. You know, funny thing about George Lopez. Um, you know, he's big now, right? He's he sells out stadiums. I remember seeing George Lopez um, here in San Antonio when we only had one comedy club. We have two now. We have one downtown, the Improv, and then we have. Um, Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. But I remember seeing George Lopez. Had to be in late 90s. Um, I'm thinking like uh, 98. I remember going to see him um, downtown. And as big as he is now. I remember seeing him. And the club was not even halfway full. And to me, uh, you know... I feel like, man, I used to watch this guy before he made it big, before he had his TV show, before he became a household name. I used to go see George Lopez, so um, that's cool. Um, we've also uh, seen Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias, um, and Fluffy. We saw him a few years back, and that really had to be my favorite, favorite show I've ever been to so if you guys don't go to a lot of comedy shows um I like going to the ones that are at the comedy club I don't like the big stadium shows and the big names they do they do small clubs too um they everybody does the small clubs 
And usually when they're in town, they'll do um, like two or three nights. They might do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, sometimes Thursdays. But whenever they come or if there's someone we want to see, I usually get here's a, a tip. Um, if you want to go see them, um, sometimes like each day they'll do multiple shows. I always pick the latest show or the last showing for that night. Because usually, not all the time, but usually they'll do a longer set. Um, sometimes um, if they know they have another show, you know, back to back to back, sometimes they'll kind of rush through the the first couple shows. The last show, they know they have time. They kind of go on a little bit longer than normal and make sure everybody has a good time. So if you if you go to comedy shows, always pick the last last showing for that day. So like I said, he's been here a couple times um, at the comedy club and and we've taken taken that last showing and and get the little bit longer show. But there was one time I don't know if he was just passing through or or what, but um, I sign up for the newsletter for the comedy clubs and I got this email or an, an alert that said Gabriel Iglesias uh, is coming and this was just like a couple of days before the show but he said he's coming one show one night only and I was like boom let's go you know special event you know as soon as I, I see that I, I go online boom punching my information boom tickets I got them like and and like later on that day they were already sold out it was like it was like yes i got in you know we got in this special showing so we go to the show and he starts off it's not his normal routine he says you know i'm just um i wanted to stop by here uh i wanted to try out some new material on you you know he was just talking he wasn't doing his show he was just talking to the audience um you know he he'd he'd run through a joke that he wants to try out and then he'd he'd just be real he'd just talk to us um like regular people and then he'd he'd do a couple more jokes and he'd just talk to us and like i said that was my favorite show we went to because i think he went on for like three hours i mean it, it was something crazy and like I said, it was the most genuine show ever. Cause like I said, you can tell when he was doing his jokes and you can tell when he was just being himself, you know, he was talking about personal stuff, stuff that he was going through. And, you know, it's not, it's not even meant to be funny. It's just like he wanted, it was almost a therapy session for him. He, he wanted to talk to people, I guess, talk about what he was had going on. And it was just a great, great show. Like I said, he was there over three hours. He stayed afterwards. Um, and anybody that wanted to, to take a picture or whatever, you know, usually they have um, comedians will have merchandise they sell after the show. Um, like, But like I said, this was nothing. He had nothing. It was just him. Um, and he just said, if you want to stay, I'll stay. Um, I'll, I'll talk to everybody. I'll 
shake everybody's hand, I'll take a picture, whatever you want to do. And it was just so, so genuine. Um, he's he's a real genuine dude. If you ever get to experience him like that, so yeah, great guy, great show. That's 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 my my top. That's 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 up there. That's up there for me. So, like I said, this really made me think. You no. Know, like I said, this was the real Gabriel Glasses. It's not fluffy. This was him being himself. And it made me think, you know, what what other celebrity encounters? What have you ever faced celebrities um in the real world? To me that to me that was the real world. Even though we were paying to go to his show, um, it was still real to me. So I asked you guys you know, have you had any um, celebrity encounters? You know, not counting Comic Cons. I mean, Comic Cons, you're going to see celebrities. You're going to pay to see celebrities. Um, so I want to know if you had any real, real experiences. Now, for me, I can tell you, living in San Antonio um, and having working at the movies, as I've mentioned before, you know, me and my wife. Um, met uh, working at the movie theater while we were in high school. Um, so, at the time, this was uh, 95, 96, um, working there. At that time, that theater we worked at was pretty much the only theater around the area. Now there's at least three other at least three other theaters that are close by or in that general vicinity but at that time that was like the only theater um right there and we used to get um local celebrities you know you get these rich dudes that own these dealerships and you know do the, all the commercials and we're like oh look there's that guy from tv so we've seen those kind of people um, being in San Antonio, we used to get a lot of Spurs players. No, scratch that. I'll come back to that. Um, Tommy, if y'all don't know, Tommy Lee Jones lives in San Antonio. Um, he used to take, he used to go to that theater and, and take his kids there. Um, you know, obviously they were younger at the time, but he was always funny because he always came in the same getup. Like he would try to hide himself. He'd come in like this blue, like fleece thing, but he'd have like the collar up. He'd have a, a cap on with glasses, so we don't know. Trying to, he's trying to hide himself, so we don't know who he is. But motherfucker, you know what Timmy Lee Jones looks like, you know. And you could tell that he didn't like people bothering him. That's why he did that. But we all knew that was him, so we never really went up to him, but. Everybody knew that was him, and he would come on the regular. So going back, we used to get a lot of a lot of the Spurs players, um, and this is before they were good, before they won their championships, um, before Tim Duncan. We had David Robinson. Um, I think he had been there a couple times. That that's a cool dude too, David Robinson. He's a real good guy. Um, no, he'll he'll do autographs. He'll do anything for you. Um, 
If you don't know the Spurs, though, um, well, you might know him. He's a Hall of Famer, George Gervin, the Iceman. Um, I actually went to the same high school as his kids did. Um, I think one was my same grade, and the other one was his other son was uh, graduated before me. But nevertheless, he he also lived in that area, and. I remember one day he uh, he showed up with some sort of posse, right? He had some people with him, uh, George Gervin. And we were basically closed already, right? Um, all, the mo- all the last, it was late at night, it was all the last movies have already started. Yet, you know, him and his posse coming in, um course they give them tickets we i'm at the concession stand we're closing everything down right and his people wanted some nachos um they wanted hot dogs they're like man can you put the um we wanted cheese on the hot dogs and like i said we were closed already i mean we were packing things up cleaning things up and you know the cheese was gone. There was no more cheese. He wasn't going to have no nachos. And I remember, I don't know if he was just trying to show off or his people he was with, but he was like, man, don't you know who I am? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So, um, the cheese is gone, bro. There ain't no more cheese for the day. You know, we ain't going to cook up a whole, open up a new can of cheese just because you want one order of nachos or put some cheese on your hot dog. And he was hot, but I didn't care. I was like, dude, there ain't no cheese. And he kept on, you know who I am and this and that. And I was like, dude, sorry, dude. You know, first of all, your movie's already started. Whatever movie you got, it's already been started. You're going to go in there halfway through the movie already. And you're worried about some goddamn nacho cheese. So, you know what? Like I said, I don't know if he was just trying to show off, um, seeing if he can push us around in front of the people who he was with because if you ever see him in in the public eye George Griffin seems like this nicest dude in the world but to me that's always how I see him so is he really like that I don't know um whatever but those are my little celebrity encounters and I asked you guys um if you guys had any celebrity encounters so let's see what y'all said Alright, let's see. We have Chris Stoles on Facebook. He says, years ago, I ran into Dan Andriano from the band Alkaline Trio on a random night at the Jackalope in Austin. I drunkenly talked to him for 15 minutes, including telling him that every thug needs a lady was my wife and my song. And that he was fully invited for his upcoming wedding. You know, before he walked off, he asked for a photo and realized he only had 2% battery. Um, and that his buddy he was with was so shit-faced that he was concerned that he wouldn't be able to get, get it together quick enough to take the photo. He says, thankfully, I ended up with this rad photo at the end. And he posted a picture of him. And uh, Dan Andriano, that's 
That's awesome, man. Thanks, Chris, for sharing that story. We got Big Mike, Mike Salinas on Facebook. It says, years ago when I was working as a doorman at the Flying Saucer, that's a bar we got up here in San Antonio. He said, I saw a little old dude trying to enter under the radar. So I assumed he was a drunk trying to get in and I gave him the third degree. He looked like one of my tios after I pissed him off and told him I'd be watching him closely. I let him in and then he proceeded to mad dog me as he puffed on his cigar over the next hour. My manager comes out outside and, and asks, did you just interrogate Danny Trejo? That's when I realized Machete was only about 5'5 five five and wanted to kill me. <laughs> That's badass. And I'm sure you got plenty more stories like that, Mike. Let's see this move over to Instagram. We got the Darth Dad, Jesse. He says, back when I worked at a bike shop in the Bay Area, I sold a bike to Mike Dirt, the bassist from Green Day, for his daughter. That's badass. Green Day is one of my favorite bands. Actually, it was the very first concert I ever been to. It's an Insomniac tour. Let's see. Also on Instagram, we got Chris Rizzo from Invincible Comics and more. Um, and that's the page you guys got to go check out. Um, Invincible Comics and more. Instagram and Facebook. Get your uh, your comic book uh, needs. So Chris says when he was a kid around 96 living in Houston, he ran into the man himself, Alfonso, or should I say uh, Carlton. He said they were shopping at Kmart. <laughs> he said he was there shopping with someone and he got a signed photo and he even did the Carlton dance with them. That's that's freaking badass. I just want to know what the hell uh, Alfonso was doing at Kmart. All right, we got Big Pop 512. That's David. He says he saw Steve Nash at the River Center Mall, which is a mall back here in San Antonio. Uh, this is back in his prime when he played for the Suns. That's pretty awesome. Um, especially with the Spurs here, you're, you're bound to see uh, basketball players around town from time to time. Oh, let's see. We got Scott Kruger from the Sarlacc Digest. He says, after 18 years of going to San Diego Comic-Con, he's seen bunches of people. Quentin Tarantino, Leonard Nimoy, Sean Austin, Kate Beckinsale, Carrie Fisher, Billy Dee Williams, Edward James Olmos, Ron Perlman, Hugh Jackman, Adrian Paul, and countless Star Wars and Star Trek actors and many more. All I gotta say is, screw you guys that live in California, man. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just jealous. I wish I had the chance to go to San Diego Comic Con. Maybe maybe one of these days. Let's see. We have on Instagram, JRL511. This guy, this is Juan, Juan Longoria. Um, I know this guy from work. He says he met John Cena and talked shit to him when he used to work events. Uh, he also met Jonathan Davis from Corn and a few others. Now, me and him have had discussions before. He used to work for uh, a company that, that they do the, the setup and breakdowns at shows and concerts. And he he's he's met a whole bunch of people. 
I'm jealous of that guy too. All right, let's see. Last but not least, uh, Rich El Sinestro from the Raw Live Weekly Show. He says, I piss next to Captain America. <laughs> the last year, my wife and I went to San Diego Comic-Con before Chris Evans led the Avengers. As we were staying at the Hard Rock and during breakfast, my wife spotted Evans in the wild. She said, don't look, but that's Chris Evans, you know, using his government full name. Meanwhile, I didn't even know the dude's name. She's like, you know, the guy that catches on fire. Remembering when we had watched the Fantastic Four. Of course, I look over and see a dude exiting a town car and I'm like, nah, that ain't him. After breakfast, I had I head to the baño and this tall motherfucker takes the urinal next to me. Being a gentleman, I don't take notice of another man while my penile is in my hand. No homophobia, it's just rude. When we go to wash our hands, I look in the mirror and see the reflection of Johnny Storm getting his brows on fleek. So my claim to fame is I urinated next to Captain America at San Diego Comic-Con in the Hard Rock bathrooms. That's freaking awesome. I really appreciate everybody's story. Um, they took the time to respond to my, my silly questions. Uh, that was some good stuff this week. All right. And before we go. Before we go. Of course, we got to end it with uh, this week's dad joke. So if you guys are ready. When did Anakin Skywalker turn evil? In the Sith grade. Thank you. I'll see y'all next week. I'll see y'all later. You've been listening to the Dork Dad Podcast. Please remember to follow, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Until next time, keep it dorky.